Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. And this is another special edition, a part of the property management series uh, brought to you by uh, Mace Property Management. So this is a this is a little, uh, a dual, there's some synergy going on here. This is like a little dual broadcast between uh, Deacon Hoover Real Estate and Mace Property Management. But there is one constant in between those two entities and that is the Deacon of Real Estate himself, Alex Deacon. Good sir, how are we doing this afternoon? As always, Adam, I am fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's still this morning, by the way. Doing, it, yeah, it's it 11 still this morning. Yeah. So you're, like, you're way early. Today. I was extremely early, and I have no idea why today. Okay. Uh, my mind's playing tricks on me. Yeah. So, now today, uh, a part of the pro or a part of the property management series, uh, we already did uh, basically property management. What is it? That was our last one. Um, mm -hmm. We are going to incorporate this week is going to be finding new tenants. That is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Deacon, yes. let's discuss. All right, we're going to talk about finding new tenants, and the reason we're doing this podcast is twofold. It is basically so I don't have to explain this to every new client or prospective new client that that calls me. Because the question I get on a regular basis is, hey, Alex, I'm thinking about having my property, uh, purchasing a property and having it managed, or I've owned this property for 10 years, I was thinking about having it turned over to a property management company. What do you guys do? That's why we spent 10 minutes on the last one explaining what most property managements do and you know what are their responsibilities. Now, this particular session is going to be on the question I get asked, which is tandem to this one is how do you guys find new tenants what's your process for applications and evictions and things like that so i don't think we're going to talk about evictions right now because we can do that in another session mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the process of finding a tenant what we charge and the process from starting to advertise to a tenant to finally moving in the tenant having them sign a lease and collecting a security deposit Oh, good deal. All right, so how would you like to start at the beginning? Would that work? Well, let's start us off. Uh, when you're finding new tenants, it looks like uh, marketing is, is pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. That's, so that's the first, really the first thing we do is, let's just assume that there was a tenant in there. Okay. Tenant's moving out. Here's the question we get asked a lot. Well, I'd like you to show my property before the tenant moves out. And in a perfect world, I would too because... I'm a landlord myself. I want my properties rented before the tenant's out. Mm -hmm. We absolutely can do that. If the tenant is just very sloppy and not uh, very, like, they're not easy to deal with. You know, they don't want you in there. Or and, and I understand in our lease it says, hey, we have a right to give you 24 hours notice and then show your property. Mm -hmm. It's You still want it to be... Um, a good relationship so sometimes you get those tenants that just don't work with you right so when you get those tenants or you get the tenant who's very sloppy and they just they, they live they don't live as clean as you would like as an owner of a property that when you show it, it it doesn't really help it actually hurts okay. so sometimes you have to wait till that tenants out if we have a good tenant and they're clean and they're they're very easy to deal with then we're absolutely showing that property a couple months before the end of the lease Okay, I, and and not to if I could just get one question in. If um, does a tenant's tenure in a certain unit or or you know house or like that could that make a difference too on you know because obviously you'd like to have it rented before it's you know before it's vacant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's if someone's in there for four or five good years, that's a great question. So sometimes we'll get <clears throat> we'll get a tenant who's been in there ten years, okay. and you know as soon as that tenant moves out, you're going to have to do carpet, paint, 
maybe a new kitchen. You just in those cases, we just have to wait till that tenant's gone. What a lot of landlords don't understand is you can't show a property when it's not when it's not done. Right. If you show it half done, unless the market is super white hot, I mean white hot, people are taking it sight unseen, which is not it's not the case typically. Then you have to wait till that tenant's out. You can go in and do the rehab, get it 90 to 95 percent done, and then you could start showing it. Okay, so one of our jobs is making sure the property is showable. Okay, if the tenant is out, let's say the tenant is already out and you're asking us to take over a new property, the tenant's moved, we're going to go in there and assess the condition and we're going to advise you where you think we, where we think you should spend money. For example, we have a, a client right now who doesn't want to do the painting, can't afford it. Makes it hard as a management company to rent something when the place needs completely painted. It's bad. It right. just doesn't show well. Fortunately, we found a tenant. It took a while, but the tenant said, hey, I'll take this, but I want to paint it. So we had, we're getting someone in there to paint it. So it's always best to put your, your best foot forward, have the place ready. We'll advise you on, yeah, should you paint this room? Or maybe we can get away with just painting a couple rooms, not the entire apartment. Maybe we can just have the carpets clean versus replaced. Uh, let's put a vinyl floor in the kitchen. It'll show better. Let's paint the kitchen cabinets versus replacing them. All these little ideas and little suggestions can save you thousands of dollars by not affecting how much rent you're going to get. You know, like a new vinyl floor versus <coughs> an old vinyl floor that will clean up is not going to get you any more money. So let's spend $50 and clean up the vinyl floor versus $250 because we're not going to get you any more rent right. because of a vinyl floor replacement. So those are things that... All those little ideas and suggestions add up to a profit or a loss at the end of the year. You said typically you advise it to be 90 to 95% done to, to be able to start showing it, unless it's yeah, a and, and when Yeah, and when we're showing it, the contractor has to be clean. Because we, we've shown properties where the owner has their own contractor in there, and they just have, in every room, there's tools like spread out all over the room. You know, they have hoses and coils and hammers and toolboxes. You just can't show it like that. Okay, so we help advise on is the property ready, what you should do to make it ready. Next thing is we'll start marketing it. So where do we market? This is another question. Where do you guys market? 99% of our marketing is done online. You know, what websites? I, I have no idea. There's so many different sites. We go to our PropertyWare, which is our accounting software. That PropertyWare has a system to it gets it out there to a bunch of different websites. We're on Zillow, Realtor.com, just hundreds of websites. I'll tell you this, whatever we're doing works because our vacancy rate's about 5%. Wow. Right now it's actually lower, but like in the fall or winter it was probably 6 or 7%. Right now we're running probably about 4%. So we're, we're, we average about 5, which is decent. That, that's, that's, that's acceptable. Um, so we market the property. Then we're showing, we're screening the tenant, we're pre-screening the tenants, trying to pre-screen before we even show the property. Hey, I'd like to see the property. Oh, that's great. Here's when we're showing it. We're showing it on Tuesday evening and on Saturday morning. What works best for you? You can't show it when the tenant's available. Right. You get 10 different tenants who want to see it Tuesday night, Monday morning, Wednesday. Look, these are the times we're showing it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work for you and you're truly interested, then we'll set up a, an alternative time. But we give them two different 
two or three different options and then we show them the property. And that works. Again, when we get owners who, who want to circumvent how we do our business, it's not a good fit for us. You know, if they want to tell us, this is how I do it, I'm willing to learn and because we've learned from owners too. We're not totally a blind eye to that. You know, I mean, we're, we're open to listening, but when we get an owner that wants us to do it their way or that it just, it's not a good fit. Right. It's like going to the doctor and saying, hey, when we do this heart surgery, I want you to go through the left ventricle <laughs> instead of, no, no I'm not going to do it that way. Okay. Cause I'm the professional. Let me handle it. So, and, and to double down, basically, you know, give, give specific dates, but be flexible if you must, like, you know, for, and again, yeah, we have to be. Yep. Okay. So we're marketing the property. So we're setting up showing. So we're pre-screening the tenants. Hey, you know what? Here's what we look for. We look for at least three to four times what the rent is. Um, if you don't have a good credit score, we're going to want more income. If you have a great credit score, then less income is probably okay. But we have our parameters. We're not going to show you, or we'd prefer not to show you the property if you tell us, hey, I'm not currently employed. Right. Or, hey, I'm working and I make $2,000 a month, but the rental is $1,500. That's right. just... You're not going to be able to afford it. Please what? don't waste your time or ours. And then sometimes they'll get to the. They, still, you, you're you're talking to a deaf ear when you talk to some of these people. They still show up. They make they're unemployed. They make fifteen hundred dollars a month, and the rent's a thousand. Mm-hmm. And they fill out an application. And I just I tell my leasing agents, let that client know that they're most likely going to get turned down. Save the thirty dollars. Don't spend. Don't take their thirty bucks. These people can't afford it, and just be upfront up with them. But some of them still, they want to give you the thirty dollars. Say, look, you're probably not going to get. And then some of them actually get mad at us because we ran their application, we turned them down, and we told them probably three times that you're probably going to get turned down. That's just what we do. That's what well, you deal with. It's in a way, it's almost like you have to coach, you know, potential potential when you're pre-screening because if someone, like you said, if someone's, we're just trying to help them. That's the yeah. That's it's it's opening their eyes them. a little bit. Yeah. Hey, we have some. Oh, you can't afford this thousand dollar rental, but how about we have a six hundred dollar rental? How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just trying to help you. That's all. There you go. Okay, so we show the property. Once we get a couple showings and we have somebody interested, then they can go online, they can fill out our application. They can pay for it online, they fill it out online. Once we get the application, typically I'm going to ask my leasing agents not to, because I review every application at this point. I can't say I will in the future, depending on how big we get, but right at this point I review every application. And my leasing agents know what I want. I want to see recent pay stubs that shows they do have a job. Um, if they've only been at their job a short time, I want to show proof of where they worked before and how much they made there. You know, an application that comes to me and says, I've only been at my job for one month, that's not a good sign. You know, okay, I understand you were at your job at one month and you're a nurse. What'd you do before that? Right. I was in school. Oh, understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can work with that. Or you're a nurse one month and then you were off for a year and then before that you were a waitress. And then before that, you went to school. That's it's questionable. What'd you do for a year? Right. You know, it's just it's just like a mortgage company. They do the same thing. They're just way more detailed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we look at how much debt they have. If their credit score is super high, but they have a lot of debt, the BMW, they have the the motorcycle, they have the ATVs, they just have student loans. They have a lot of debt. They're not going to be able to afford the apartment because although the credit score is good. Their income is just saturated with debt. Mm-hmm. 
and vice versa. We get people that have a lower credit score, but they have no debt. And she, so we have to look at the, the, whole, the total picture. How long they've been at their job? How long have they rented? Did they get, they get a good landlord reference from their current landlord? If they were only there for a short time, maybe a year, where did they live before that? Because mm -hmm. I don't want people who have only been in their apartment for a year moving, let's say, one neighborhood over. They're moving from that neighborhood to this neighborhood in one year. Why are you moving? Why, why are you moving? Right. I need to know that. Oh, because we wanted a bigger apartment. Bigger apartment. And then you do a little research and you realize that, okay, that's legitimate. But where did you live before that? Oh, we lived in another apartment in one neighborhood over. Why'd you move from that apartment? Oh, I don't, just because we, we didn't like it. So it's a trend. Right. So you're moving every year. We, right. I don't know if I want you as a tenant right. unless everything else is perfect. Right. So those are the things that we look at that the, the average landlord doesn't see. So now, in, from the outside looking in, and I already know the answer because we're doing this, so I'm kind of softballing you on here. What would you say to people, because this is a concern, but I think this is a concern that people need to you know that, that tenants would have that tenants need to get over that's just my personal opinion what would you say that to people that would say that you're being too intrusive you know to their personal lives because i've read that before you know i've read I, that's a oh, complaint yeah, i've seen not, online oh, you, you can only you can only imagine what we have to put up with on some people don't want to give you information i'm like well then then you're not a good fit for us then you're obviously not right <laughs> yeah, we had one we we literally had a guy who um he went to some agency that they, they, we were discriminating against. Him. It was a black man. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Now I got to go in front of this, this discriminating authority, whatever thing, and I have to get him all this information. I'm like, dude, we rent to like 300 of minorities out of 600. What are you talking <laughs> about? Why do I even have to waste, spend energy and time Tax defending myself? Correct. Okay, that's what we had to put up with. And we literally in this building we have like another black a man that lives there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and there's a four unit building. And I'm like, what why am I I think people fail yeah. to remember that they're living in somebody else's they're, they're really I mean you're renting so somebody the, else's home. Or, long or and short of it is this is the kind of stuff that you want to be a landlord that you have to be yep. ready to deal with. Okay? That you don't think about. You don't think about discrimination or people giving you a hard time because you spent their $30 when mm -hmm. you told them that they probably weren't going to get approved anywhere. They're mad because you turned them down. Well, I can't help it that you told me you didn't have a criminal background, but now you you deal drugs and you were incarcerated for three years right. and not, you lied to me. What what would your best advice be in a coaching manner to anybody listening that, you know, if they have resistance from somebody, what's the best way to explain it? You know, and I know we're, we're, we're dealing more with, but if it was somebody that was going to rent to an actual tenant, mm -hmm. what's the best, if someone's saying, no, I don't want, I, why do you need to know all this information about me? I don't need to, you know, you don't Here, need to know about me. That, look, we, we take applicants from hundreds of people. We have to get, whether you're a doctor or you're on social security, we have to get the same information in the same manner and treat everybody the same. Otherwise, we can get in trouble. Do you have a problem with that? Yes. Well, then we can't do business with you. What What did you not understand about that? Which I'm just telling you, we want to treat everybody equally, and you're telling me you have a problem with that. Do I really want you as a tenant? Because you sound like you're crazy. And in a way, you are protecting both parties in this. You're protecting yourself and the tenant, you know, because yeah. you have to start with a good working relationship and that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. I mean, I don't know if my property managers use this or not, but I'd say, so let's say I'm putting somebody in a 10-unit building. And let's reverse it and say, okay, Mr. Tenant, so you don't want me to ask you these questions. Let me ask you this. If your mother lived in this building, 
and I just decided to put some serial rapist or a child, a child pedophile or a, a serious drug mm -hmm. dealer in that building, would you be happy with me? Mm -hmm. And their moods change. And if they say quick. yes, then you're dealing with somebody who's completely irrational. Exactly. Most people say, "Well, oh yeah, I understand. That makes sense." If they say that makes sense, they say, okay, then they're a reasonable person. I, I get it. So so what really, and, and thank you for that. The reason why I asked that was to prove that, you know, 90%, and I hate to keep using the 90% thing, but 90% of the people are going to understand why we're doing these background checks. The 10% that might not, the one out of every 10, you probably don't want to do business with. Mm -hmm. so. Well, going back to the guy that said we discriminated against him, we, his, cre his credit score was deplorable. He told us he was getting evicted. His, his income was super low, and yet he turned in us to this discrimination bureau that's, they get these government agencies, he gets paid to do this, and they're actually spending time, a lot of time and effort, researching all this data. When we've caught him in lives via emails oh, and texts, man. it's just, it's insane. It's too much. It's yeah. insane. So you have to crush your T's and dot your I's and make sure you're treating everybody fairly, which we do. We do the best we can at it. But that's all part of the leasing process. That's why you pay us as as high as the first month's rent mm -hmm. to find a new tenant for you because there's a lot of these pitfalls. Now, is our process perfect? No, this is not rocket science. This is not where if you do the correct math and the trajectories and the graphs and charts that everything's going to work out and you're going to get to the moon. It's not going to work out that way because it's not science. We do the best we can, but we get people that that lie. They maybe look great on paper, and then they move in their drug dealing boyfriend with the the three pit bulls. What do you, well then then here's what I get. Whoa, Alex, you're the property manager. Get rid of them. Mm, okay, that's real easy to do. I have to go through the due process, bro. I got to go through the due process to get rid of that drug dealing boyfriend and the three dogs. And let me tell you what, they can not pay the rent, and then they can appeal it. And they can stay in your property for four or six months, destroy the house, then you get rid of them, Almost and you go after them, and what are you going to get? You go after this lady who was, it just, you're not going to ever recoup that money. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's the part of landlording where if your expe expectations are way up here and reality is here, we can't help you. Right. And I don't want you as a client because I don't want to, I don't want to let you down. Because right. I got to tell you, this is not a perfect world. Being a landlord is, is very difficult. Managing is very difficult. So a lot of gray areas. We do the best we can to circumvent putting a bad tenant in there, but it's, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. So typically, in a better area, higher average household income, higher rents, you have less problems than in a lower income, low household rent, mm -hmm. and high crime area. That's just a fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, And I own a lot of properties in in lower income areas and I own a couple in some high income areas and it's just you deal with what you deal with. You have yeah. to know what you're getting involved with. So mm -hmm. so we talked about marketing, we talked about showing the properties, we talked about screening the tenants. Once we get the tenant screened and I approve them, then we send it over to the owner. The owner gives us their final approval. A lot of times I'll get approvals with stipulations like, okay, this tenant's uh, income was a little bit low but their credit score was high. I would suggest we rent to them with a co-signer, or I would suggest we rent to them with a double security deposit, or if they have a pet, would you do you allow pets? Yes or no? If you do allow pets, we'll show to people who have pets. Pet can't be like a dog that's 
And it's a shame because like pit bulls and they're not bad dogs, it's bad owners. Absolutely. But I, I totally a agree. lot of insurance companies will be like, Hey, you know what, if you got a pit bull in there, we're not gonna cover you. If that pit bull bites somebody, you're you're not covered. So it, it's unfortunate. But love your pets. We do rent to dogs, you know, people with dogs and people with cats and stuff like that. But we'll typically want a half a month to a full month's rent pet deposit. Yeah. So they not only they're putting down one month's rent security deposit, but another month's rent or half a month's rent for the pet, which is totally refundable when they move out as long as the place is left in its condition that you know that they took it in. And then finally we get them to come into the office. Now first well, let me let me step back. We don't hold the apartment for them. Once they're approved, we're not gonna hold the apartment unless they get us a non refundable security deposit. Certified check or money order. That check comes in, certified check money order we hold the apartment for them. Two weeks later, they call and say, hey, you know what, we're not taking it. Well, then we're keeping your deposit. Why would you do that? Because we explained it to you up front. It's on the application, and we just took this off the market for two weeks, so you essentially cost our, my landlord a month. Right. He's not gonna rent it for in the middle of March now. So they give us a secure deposit, and then on move-in date, they have to show us that they have insurance. That's renter's insurance. They have to show us they have the utility switch in their name, and they have to have the first month's rent ready in a certified check or money order. Then they can move in. We hand them the key. Never let anybody in. Never put them on. We never put people on a payment plan for security deposits. Oh, I can't afford the security deposit. I can make payments on it. That's a sign right there. You shouldn't be renting to right. them. Right. Or at least maybe not what they were looking to get. Maybe yeah. You know what I mean? At yeah, that rate. Right. Something less. So that's what... Uh, on the property management side of things is some of just only some of what a landlord or a property management company should do and does do to find a new tenant shoo wow it is extensive isn't it man it's a lot it is it is so much more than what most people realize and um I think for but you know what though I think anybody with common sense or or with any sort of reasonable um rational thinking would understand why, mm-hmm. and I think that's. I think everything we covered today, you know, it, it might have seemed maybe somewhat harsh to some people, maybe, but I don't think anybody listening to this because I think this is very honest, real things that we talked about today. That just you know, as far as you know, especially with background checks, you know, people get very weird about that. About you know, don't I don't know, why do you have to know about this and this? Because you're going to be living in my property. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, and I think that's something you know, that... I, I, here's how I'll, I'll diffuse that. If somebody says, well, I'm like, oh, just stop for a second. Let me let me explain this to you. I just did this yesterday to a nice girl that sat in front of me. She moved in my... Or she, I took. I bought a building and she hadn't paid rent for like five months. I'm like, what the... <laughs> what is going on here? I, I told her, I said, look, it's not that I don't trust you. i just been kicked so many times... Mm-hmm that I don't trust anybody. Anyway. I've been lied to by little old ladies, no lie. I've been lied to by little little single women with uh, a child. I've been lied to by big grown men. Yep. I've been lied to by preachers and pastors of churches. I've been lied to by accountants and doctors and you name it that we've been lied to. And sometimes these are big lies, right? That they're really unfortunate. Yeah. If you get lied to enough times, you don't trust anybody. Right. So show me, lead by example, tenant, and I will take care of you. We will work with you. We're a fair company. But just don't lie to me. And I'm unfortunately, because of the past, 
and how many times I've been taken advantage of. I can't trust you. Right. And most people understand that. Oh, I understand. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just you have to understand how You're probably many... different. Yeah, yeah. But everybody else, <laughs> if that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And most people understand that and they get it. Typically, I think when you do explain it better, and you know, this is segues into the world, when you actually sit down and have a face-to-face conversation with someone, it makes it so much easier than just, you know, and I think that's probably that, that helped that out too. But like I said, anybody with a sensible, you know, I, I think, I hope everybody took something away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Alex? How did you do today? Rate yourself today. I think we could, oh gosh, I think we could cover so much more on this, but we will overlap and on the next next session maybe discuss the eviction process okay. and how to work with tenants who are behind on the rent because we can go into that too because that's a, that's a large part of like just what a property manager does or what a landlord should do and what some tips and pointers of you know that they can use but I, th- I thought we did pretty good it's just there's so much to tell and there's so little time and um, this is just kind of like dipping your toe in what it what it takes to find a tenant and we'd like to give you guys a little short burst generally 15 to 30 minutes is about you know all we know you guys probably want us for, so that's where... That's it's time. It's spaghetti time. It's spaghetti time! We're going to have some lunch. All right, so not a spaghetti time has kicked in, ladies and gentlemen. I am sorry, but now it's time to yeah, go. we got to go. So, for the great Alex Deacon, uh, the Deacon of Real Estate, for everyone at DHRE and Mace Property Management, I am Adam. We thank you so much for listening in. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on, D- on the interwebs. Leave us some comments. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to talk about. Get in touch with us. Communicate, guys. That's why we have this open avenue. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.